Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Legalization News, where we explain the laws so that you can change them. Miggy and I are going to go over the legalization news of the week. We have a huge story about uh, local uh, bands actually influencing the illicit market. More on that after uh, we do our intro. I wanted to give a shout out to some of our sponsors, Mars Hydro, somebody did win that grow light. Head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and see if your team is qualified for the cannabis industry and get entered into our mailing list so you can win stuff from Mars Hydro or Homeco Seed Co. Uh, more than over, that's about it. I'm, I'm pretty much, well, you, if you want to find anything else, the link tree for our stuff is in the description. While you're down there, drop us a like, click subscribe, and now let's get to the breaking news story of the week. Local marijuana business bans are helping the illicit market. This is from a new study and reported out of Marijuana Moment magazine. Miggy, did you see this story going around this week? It's like, what? No, it's not true. (laughs) You tell you not to do something in that area so that the only way they can get it is an illicit market. And what? So like if they ban that, it helps them. I am. What's the opposite word of shocked? Not surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it, par for course. Par for the course. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this is the fact that this makes like a headline and it had a report and people actually had to like, like probably PhDs dig into this, right? Like people mm-hmm. with reputations and whatnot. And like the whole fundamental basis of the industry for the past 100 years has been the outlaw industry, the traditional market. Like, what do you think you're going to do when you start prohibition? Is not work, just like drug testing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Legal regulated leads to fewer illegal street sales. Duh. But I'm glad that these types of studies are finally being done. And I hope that more of them actually get done at the federal level. Because I don't think they're going to legalize it all at once. I think they have to slow walk into legalizing as if it's an extremely hot tub on a very cold day. You have to take it one toe at a time, uh, which makes no sense to me. But um, But I I I guess that's how everybody else is. 
But you said it before, though. Everybody's trying to get their coffers, right? Everybody wants to make sure, like, my little fighting is locked in or my little... Hey, did you see on uh, Facebook Sunday, yesterday, uh, or Saturday, uh, I shared a picture just kind of feeling vibes for the, for a good day and just smoking and, you know, just taking care of your business as, like, a grown adult, right? And I forgot that I had this thing in the corner in my background that's on my wall or my shelving, and, and, and people recognized it and, and really kind of, like... And I was like, I totally forgot that this... Because I keep this because the, the law hasn't always been right, right? Like this is no, no. It's uh, there's historical relics that are just terrible in our fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just that, that's why I was pulling that out because I mean that thing's about twenty pounds. It was actually no shit used in the railroad systems, and fundamentally, uh, that's why I keep it around. It's like you know this is history. We don't remind ourselves and be like, hey, let's go forward and fix the you know like we can be better. We can have flying cars one day. <laughs> that's right. If you want to check out Miggy's memes. Not all of them are, are uh, great, but a lot of them are. You can go find us over at facebook.com backslash free THC, or you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Cannabis Industry Lawyer. So this is interesting. This is from that main story that we're reporting out of. Again, uh, Captain Obvious wrote this one. Local marijuana businesses bans are helping illicit market thrive in legal states, according to a Leafly report. And uh, in contrast, they say states where there are fewer than 10 dispensaries per 100,000 residents uh, tends to continue to see a thriving illicit market where around 30 to 50 percent of the sales happen in the legal marketplace. So that's 10 dispensaries per 100,000 residents, a.k.a. one dispensary per 10,000 residents. If you can get to that level, uh, it appears that that's a magical kind of tipping point for snuffing out the illicit market. So Colorado, for example, 18 stores per 100,000 people. um, And 99% of sales occur at licensed retailers. Oregon, 19 per 100,000, and 75% of sales happen within the regulated market. So if you want a regulated market to snuff out the illicit sales, you need more dispensaries. Yeah, well, again, it's about the market uh, and demand, supply and demand. And and the fact that this is, uh, I mean, this study can actually be flipped as well, too, right? Where the prohibitions can be like, see, see, legalization doesn't matter. All these junkies want their weed. And, and they'll get it, whereas it's medicine. It's not like people on a corner like selling themselves for this plant. It's not you know just to keep you know a habit going. It's not like that kind of thing. No, they aren't. But then people can go to this corner. It's a street corner uh, digitally. And on Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a webinar, How to Fund a Cannabis License. A lot of people, they get the cannabis license and then they're like, ah. And then um, then they have to go fundraise. And so and then not only that, like um, a lot of cannabis companies also have to fundraise. How do they do it? You can find out at that webinar. Uh, I'm going to be throwing some of that right now at the comments. And then I will be leaving a link to that in the comments after the program. Hopefully that will not get us marked as terrible people. We're just trying to help them be compliant and adequately capitalized so that they can gain competitive advantage. I find it so funny that you being a lawyer in, in, in this channel, always getting flagged. Like one of the things, the reasons why I decided to like work with you all the time is because I know you're going to be like, no shit. This is how it is. Like and that's the issue with legalization, right? There's a process. There's a policy procedure. There's also public opinion. There's so many facets to the conversation in cannabis. And that's why having you as like the, the conversation uh, partner, it's like weird to me to see that we get flagged all the time 18 plus uh uh you know uh or uh, blackball you know uh 
shadow ban shit. It's crazy. This is why. Yeah. That's why. But you know, the YouTube algorithm doing its thing, but uh, (laughs) it's not just that. I mean, like it's happening one state at a time. We had some uh, pretty interesting trending stock and not not trending stock, just trending news in general. Uh, The Dales report is reporting that a Nevada judge has ruled cannabis can no longer be classified as a scheduled run drug in Nevada. And so he is a Nevada judge ruled on a followed lawsuit that set precedent influencing on a federal level. I don't think it'll have any precedent on a federal level. He demanded, he determined that the Nevada board of pharmacy can no longer say that cannabis is a schedule one drug in the state of Nevada, which is good to hear. So you, uh, are you licensed in Nevada as well? Do you have a, a, a I'm not licensed in Nevada. No. Okay. Well, you should be, right? Like, let's say pretend you were my Nevada lawyer. This would be a good I, thing, right? Perhaps. I mean, like, in theory, I I could, they have reciprocity. And so I could probably become a Nevada uh, attorney. However, uh, no, this is, this makes sense. Uh, like, the Controlled Substances Act has, like, numerous state corollaries. So mm-hmm. the Controlled Substances Act at the federal level and then every little state. And so this is out of the 8th Judicial Circuit in Clark County, Nevada. So it's a state court case applying state law saying that, yeah, after you've legalized it, after your state laws has recognized it, you can't also have a same state law saying that it's a Schedule One substance. And so that's what this one is doing. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense. Once a state has legalized it in their own state, their version of the Controlled Substances Act that they have on their books should also be amended so that it doesn't, so that it's consistent and it's not, you know, uh, episodic or incoherent. Right. I mean, so it's all uh, cohesive. But then also, would this then... Because, like you said, it's not a federal thing as far as this uh, judgment. This, this was a statement or uh, uh, the judge. Is, is it a ruling? Yes, yeah, judge. It? It's a, it's a eighth judicial uh, court in Clark County, Nevada, and so that's the number uh, of the the judge who it is. So it's it's not any federal judge. It's a district judge, a Joe Hardy Jr. But side of the ACLU. You. And this sets precedent, though, right? Like, doesn't this also... In Nevada. Yeah, yeah in Nevada itself, as far as like, even with law enforcement, though, right? Like, if these these local uh, cops aren't going to enforce... Uh, well, this was about the Board of Pharmacy. And so, like, the Board mm. of Pharmacy didn't update. And so, like, when you didn't... The pharmaceutical code doesn't necessarily comply with the, the state laws. And so, uh, the, pharmace- the, the pharmacy... For example, in 42, finally got around to taking cannabis off of the controlled, I'm sorry, off of the pharmacopoeia, even though it had been banned by the Marijuana Tax Stamp Act, you know, uh, five years previous. Mm. And, and that's one of the things. So uh, it's not how most people think it. This doesn't have anything to do with the federal law or changing right. the federal law. Like the that was just out of the first or second circuit a couple of weeks ago where they said this is supposed to, this is a political question. This is for Congress to answer, which of course oh. sucks. Congress doesn't answer much. I see. So it kind of got pushed off to the higher, but as far as the lowest court in the state, they say, okay, this is what it should be. But again, this helps Nevadans, right? Of course it should help Nevadans. Uh, but then like, it should have taken it off already. I think it's just yeah. essentially compelling their board of pharmacists to stop being so anti-weed. Oh, only well, one day. I mean, until probably they get sick and need it too, right? Or someone they love is uh, 
realizing that a little RSO or tincture in your maze, like what? You're not high all day. You're not zonked out and you're still functioning adult and you're able to you know, consume. Whoa, this is crazy. I'm sorry. I thought this was all Dave's not here. I thought you were supposed to be locked in the couch and not do shit. Hey. Yeah, I've watched television before. I know exactly what happens when you smoke weed. Uh, we have a dank choice in America's Vote coming up. Let's uh, talk about some stuff I wasn't expecting. Slate Magazine is saying, dank choice voting. Why the 2020 midterms are the marijuana election. I'm not sure if the I would I would vote for the dank choice. You know, I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not pro life or pro choice. I'm dank choice. Uh, this election marks 10 years since the voters of Colorado and Washington State legalized weed. Did you think that 10 years after the first two states that legalized it in 2012, we'd still be uh, not federally legal? Yeah. But I honestly, the domino went faster than I thought, though, with the other states. Like, and then they're obvious, right? We thought California was going to be the first one to go, but they didn't. Yeah, but we could even, we could easily have like another ten years if it's been ten years since those first two, another five at least, maybe oh, another for sure. ten. We'll see. But you know, I think though, it's not so much a dank choice, but a Democrat choice, right? Like, honestly, at this point, when when things are getting resolved in this legislation process, right? When people are like, oh, the last. Uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, um, uh, uh, cabinet did all this, but they didn't really do mm-hmm. nothing for the common person, right? For me, who makes under $200,000, my life hasn't changed a huge from the other one. But this new guy, a lot of the policies that are being actually implemented are helping people, if not me, but people I love that, uh, you know, need, we all need to step up, right? Help to mm-hmm. just get through this bullshit thing called life. And it seems like one wants to like, save life even though they don't want to help life and the other one's just trying to make you're here we gotta do the best we can together you know i mean that's kind of the gist of things and i really think they're democrats are the ones who have been pushing policy that we could get like real reform if we can get the house in the senate right we can get legalization we can get uh what do you call the voting act passed codify abortion i mean there's all kinds of things that could happen all kinds of things can happen, but none of them will, unless you get off your seat and go vote. And again, like that doesn't rhyme very well. Um, maybe <laughs> I should say, get on your coat and go vote. Mm. Uh, but there was some interesting information on that Slate article. They found that November 2021, a Gallup poll found that 68% of the public supports nationwide legalization with more than 80% of Democrats faving it and Republicans being equally split. Uh, and and that just kind of goes to show that we have so many more election cycles of getting uh, more and more states legalized. And then as you get those states legalized, because <clears throat> I'm sitting here in Illinois, you know, uh, the licenses that came out, they only recently did because of COVID. It was a little delayed. But it takes years for a state to roll out uh, unless they're like a, a, a Oklahoma or a Michigan or a maybe a New, even New Jersey is going to take three years, four oh, years yeah. to roll out. Well, freaking um, yeah. uh, what New York just delayed uh, licenses. Yeah. New York's so delaying. There is even federally, though, right? Like even federally, just nothing's going to be like overnight 
the way you think it's going to be where you can just go to the store and buy a plant and hopefully it grows right it's yeah but like five years when new york's rolled out illinois rolled out maybe uh florida's kind of done texas is getting into the mix tennessee maybe goes and and so once you see the majority of the states start to have mature legal markets i just don't see how long it can i mean then i get it just be a dead man walking it could drop any day the only way I can see uh, federal legalization happening is if the Dems get both the House and the Senate. Like that's, I mean, and, and oh. the presidency. All three. You need all three. I don't, no, I don't even think that matters. Like the only way that I think that it happens is the maturation of the market. So like we need to have the industry become more mature over the next three to five years as more licenses are not awarded and more license holders build a business and a cash flow for their themselves and their employees that. And so like, if you have the number of license holders with cash flows, double it, like make it 10,000 more than it is right now, then I could see us having um, a much higher likelihood of going full legalization. But isn't that domino effect though? You're talking about like the industry growing stronger, which kind of sort of already some parts are huge because of their investment, whatever's, but uh, you're also taking the initiative of them investing in lobbyists right isn't that part of the next step because like a lot of these cats are going to try and create federal rules that are going to favor just like this weird it's an agriculture product it's nothing you can be like limited license this is not a we'll a, see a but because like it's weed is something most people don't take seriously exactly but, yeah the stigma pot is powerful enough that in 2020 neither presidential candidate endorsed legalization despite knowing the decision would cost them votes and so like it's a powerful stigma against the cannabis plant for no real good reason at all some Mm -hmm. people just don't like how it smells but you know all right a lot of people also don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom not everybody's got a good idea well the whole nimby you know not my backyard right show me on the doll where cannabis has ruined someone's life that wasn't like their choices (laughs) and then this fall we have Maryland, Missouri, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Oklahoma, and Arkansas uh, it, putting it on the ballot, which is fantastic. Because I know Missouri will probably go. Maryland will probably go. We'll see on South Dakota. Oklahoma, I don't. I can't remember if they got on the ballot. I think Arkansas did make it on the ballot. If Oklahoma and Arkansas made it on the ballot, you imagine we wake up and then suddenly this many more states. And I've already, by the way, because... Um, uh, Missouri real close to where I live. And so like I'm getting my law license activated in Missouri right now. I have that on my list of things to do. Nice. Uh, and I already started doing it. But then the next office after this will be the St. Louis virtual office. So I can get well, some of that Missouri business. I believe Oklahoma is in a stalemate, right? Uh, let me see. Blowing clouds, pop universe here in Oklahoma. Okay, so John's in Oklahoma, but he didn't say nothing about the, the, the rule. But I think Oklahoma is actually on pause until like the – People in the industry are suing against the recreational, right? It's kind of what you already know. Uh, people protecting their fiefdoms and like why, which is they should. like, Or you'll become like we have here and say, oh, take a break. Wait a minute. Uh, just huge breaking news story. Somebody has just mentioned uh, it is 20 past the hour, and which makes it officially 420 on the East Coast. Hey guys, uh, don't forget to go to that uh, little 
webinar we're having, how to fund a cannabis business. We're going to be talking about our cannabis business plan product. We really start from the financial model and deck so that you can understand valuations and input costs to see if you can actually cash flow your business or if you need some money. And then we talk about how you can get it. I hope that you guys tune in on Tuesday and uh, yeah, I'll put a, a link to sign up to that webinar in the, the description section below. And of course, you know, uh, you can head on over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com. That's where you can sign up to see whether or not your team's qualified to wade into the crazy waters of this, this industry. I love your little commercial. It gives me more time to smoke. John says it was yep. uh, uh, on hold for recount, but it's going through. Nice. So this, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you and me, nice. I think as an Oklahoman, I hope the rules that are going are, are gonna to protect you guys because our recreational market died. Like like true pioneers, people who put their asses on the line are no longer you know in business because of uh, recreational, which sad and good because now other people get to participate. I mean, it's a weird thing to see. Like I said, cannabis is broccoli, but it's really expensive broccoli right now until we can get to that platitude area. Yeah, but you know, I'm trying to, I counsel everybody I'm like, hey guys, you know, mind your margins. What are you gonna do when it is broccoli? And that's like, gonna be a while, right? But still, yeah, totally. it may, it may not, but uh, ten years or less. And so, you know, you have to kind of look at it like it is beer, and and how much does that unit cost to make? Um, what's my margin on that beer? All that type of stuff. Hey, it sounds like we're talking about business related things, which Pot means stocks. we should probably do a stock story. Pot Let's stocks. That one. Pot stocks. And in pot stock news, IIPR has made a surprising move. The IIPR, that of course is the Innovative Industrial Properties. That's a NYSC ticker of IIPR. It's a cannabis-focused real estate investment trust, which is of course a REIT, and it's down an incredible 61% this year. It's underperformed the S&P 500, and it's uh, it got an 18% decline over the same period. Uh, however, it's going to raise its dividend payment, and they're wondering if its dividend yield is safe. What types of uh, you know business does this company do? Uh, this company is a real estate partnership or an investment trust, and then this this real estate investment trust, they do all the sale and leasebacks of the real estate for uh, the cannabis companies. And so like if you are a cannabis operator, you might be wanting to free up some cash for operations and then maybe make a little bit more profit. Uh, and you would want to get rid of some uh, items on your balance sheet, like your real estate and cancel some of that debt. And so you do. And then you do a sale and lease back by selling your real estate to an IIP, uh, a real estate investment trust, and then yeah. leasing that real estate right back. You don't even have to move. You just send the checks to a different landlord. But you become uh, a renter yourself, though, right? What's that? You become a renter now again. So, like, right. you, if you own the property, it's, it's I mean, like, I, I get you. This is more of a, the whole purpose is to to generate just for uh, investment, right? Kind of like when you take on a, a, a get your house, the equity. Would that mm -hmm. be considered like what these guys do? I mean, the fact that they exist, I think it's kind of cool. Like, you know, that's a whole market that they saw. Somebody. And they're traded on, they're an ancillary. So they're, they're oh, one neat. step away from being the, um, 
uh, one step away from being like a cannabis license holder. And that's enough to get traded on uh, the public markets. So Neat. it's interesting. It's got a 7% dividend yield right now. And they aren't sure if that dividend yield's going to go up or if it won't go up, you know, because uh, that dividend may not be safe if its tenants start defaulting on their rents. Well, aren't these like, kind of almost the same thing where the rents you're talking about, you're talking about the paying the, the leasing so, I mean, and then in the end, they take a percentage of the company, right? Is that what would happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like the people who are afraid of MSOs who invest in you, unless you have a strong uh, business plan and, and actually you're pulling in this revenue, you're, you're gambling, right? When you're saying, hey, give me a $200,000 or half a million so I can, but you better have a goddamn projection plan, right? Like I'm going to put, you know, into the maybe uh, longer grow or better circulation or you know, something that's going to have return for you, right? That's the whole purpose of getting right. But then your assets, it's, it's, it's a way to free up cash flow and then have, um, so your main cash, your main asset then becomes your cash flows as opposed to like your real estate, which, you know, and so all the de- depreciations, the real estate and the upkeep and all that, you push that onto somebody else, you pay them rent and then they can make a business out of it and then have a real estate investment trust. So you could still like do like pocket, or side deals or pocket side letters uh, that you would have. So you could like invest in the real estate and like, you know, investment aspect of your business if you wanted to. The the reason why they're popular after people get going is because then you can, you're, it changes your balance sheet a little bit. So you don't sure. have like all this, this crap that's on it, like the long-term debt or, uh, you know, real estate that's depreciating. Um, that's somebody else's problem. You just are paying your rent and you have your cash flow. Yeah, they're like the books. I get it. Did you see? I saw because I was so shocked to like that one. As far like I said, uh, uh, some things you can see happening and some things you can't. Right, and uh, there was an article on CNBC that I shared with you guys about check in, smoke up, and tune out. Canvas friendly vacation rentals are catching on. Like nice. I definitely saw the tourism industry like becoming a thing for cannabis. Right, like the whole state and then Airbnbs, but like the fact that there are vacation rentals now specific pretty fucking awesome gives i think people more options when they're going when you're planning that vacation you know to come to seattle or whatever you know you can find a 420 friendly bnb yeah that's that's what you want you want to find a 420 friendly bnb and that's why we should kind of skip the next two stories we'll hit them here again soon because they're pretty good mm-hmm. but i wanted to get to the name that string because we're about at the bottom of the hour which is when I like to to do the name that strain, you know. All right. Bang! There it is. Name that strain, everybody. Of course, we would like to give a big shout out to our members. Uh, thank you to our members. Uh, we'll answer your questions at the end of the show. Uh, consider joining our uh, little cavalcade here by becoming a member. And then uh, if you pay us enough money, we will send you a book. I, that's a very dark, purpley. Uh, it's a very nug. dark, purple nug. It looks great, doesn't it? I, I'm in love. Like, Yep. That's pretty. what. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the, the whiteness, the little trichomes, you know, like. Oh, Not Alaskan purple. So close. People from Not Utah joining us. Thank you. Oh, wait. John got it. Did he? John's got it. Granddaddy Purple. Yes, it is. It is nice. Granddaddy Purple. 
an indica marijuana strain that goes by many different names, including Granddaddy Purple, uh, Granddaddy Perps, GDP, Granddaddy Purple Kush, popularized in 2003 by Ken Estes. Granddaddy Purple or GDP is a famous indica cross of Mendo Perps skunk in Afghanistan. California staple inherits a complex grape-and-berry aroma for its Mendo Perps and Afghan parent, while skunk passes on oversized compact bud structure. GDP flower blossoms in shades of deep purple, contrasting a backdrop of snow-like dusting of white crystal resin. You can see it there. Uh, its potent effects are clearly detectable in both mind and body, delivering a fusion of cerebral euphoria and physical relaxation. While your thoughts may float in a dreamy buzz, your body is more likely to find itself in one spot for just a little bit. Uh, and I am thrilled to report we have, and I hope it is a female, uh, but we have some GDP in the tent, the five by five uh, nice. at home. But it's such it's got such thick leaves and it's so like healthy right now and just a little it's in veg. And I'm like, oh, man, I really hope that's a girl. You know, oh. it, it just suck if it's a boy because it's 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 got a lot of uh, vigor and it, it's leaves looks really, really healthy and huge. Can't wait for that to veg out for another few months and then to flip it to flower. And then if it has balls, I'll be like, oh, man, was it backseed? Uh, it was from Sunabis Farms. And so the seeds are quite old. And then we popped oh. several. And that was the only one that took. OK, well, but that's the thing about growing, right? And then the exciting thing, you're like, you know, it's the yeah, only time. Seed, yeah. Well, like I always thought it was funny how like uh, in history with like uh, this seems like in any culture, right? It's always like the female is bad to have. You want to have a son, you know, and, and so like it seems like that's the only time you're like, please be a girl. Please be a girl. At least for me. I never cared about like when my kids were coming out. I'm like, just have 10 fingers and 10 toes, you know, mm -hmm. but like, please be a girl. Because <laughs> when you see those balls, you're just so defeated. <laughs> you're just like, hey, you know, I grow in rope. <laughs> I grow in rope. <laughs> Grown rope. All right, man. Hey, we got uh, some international news that I'm trying to queue up real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I got that taken care of right about now. Let's uh, let's hit the international scene. Bad news, everybody. Cannabis industry lawyer here saying that marijuana stays on the World Anti-Doping Agency banned substances list. Joining me is Miggy to discuss this. Um, so did you see this coming? Like they they kept it on there. Marijuana on the World Anti-Doping Agency banned substances list. So the Olympics, for example, that was U.S. sprinter Shikari Richardson right. who couldn't do the Tokyo Olympics uh, because of its status on this list. Stay in there. What do you think? We get a trombone bumper for shit like this. You know, just, we should. <laughs> just like, I mean, this is so, I got excited. I was like, oh, okay, Shikari Richardson shit was fucked up. They're addressing it and they're going to fix it. And then they're like, nah, it's not that important. And again, this is another, just like the very first article we covered. It's such a non-policy issue for most people. It's a joke, it, but it's it was live. It's fucking medicine. You know, there's so many things. Where has the, the prohibition done good? Right. How come people aren't mad as hell and, and going out there and opening their windows and saying, hey, I'm not going to take it anymore uh, because ribs. That's what I think it is. Well, I just think it's a lot of, you know, first like prohibition the throughout the whole time. Like what I've seen in the recreational market when, when Rex started out here. Well, not even just Rex. When the medical started out here. Because uh, then there's a process to get like your prescription 
show up to the door, you get validated, you're legal now, right? And I saw so many older folks and they're like, oh, I can't wait to smoke weed. I haven't smoked weed since I was like 20 and they're like 80. And I was like, where were you the past 60 years? Like, honestly, so trust the people. That's the thing, right? Like, or, or, or I'm a law-abiding citizen. If the rules are there, I need to go by them. We don't turn in our, our, our there's like a, I don't know. America is kind of like a, 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 a bunch of what we agree upon to violate the rules, right? Like I won't turn my friend in for jaywalking, but I'll turn him in for starting the capital, right? There's different little boundaries. And, and with cannabis, it's kind of one where like people don't even like, oh, well, it's just a kid's thing. I did that in high school. Why is it even important? Why is it not important? Mm. You know, <laughs> it's done yeah. more harm. Speaking of uh, undoing some harms, though, we have more news out of this is out of the show me state. Two out of three Missouri voters certain to vote yes on marijuana legalization, according to a poll conducted on or around September 20th. So this is pretty interesting. Um, the poll from Survey USA, which is sponsored by eight local TV stations, shows that 62% of Missouri likely voters are certain to vote yes on Amendment 3, which nice. means that 77% of Democrats, 57% of independents, and also 54% of Republicans all intend to vote yes to legalize it in Missouri. That means we need to start doing a lot of Missouri content. Uh, It's just right there. It'll be easier for us to get Missouri clients than it will be to get like Maryland clients. Uh, We might be able to pick up some South Dakota clients. Oklahoma, I think is going to be so easy that, and then there's so many lawyers already there. Oh yeah. And I I still think that you have an advantage being someone with the the business side of things for banking, you know, your, 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 your business, but you know, this three, and uh, one Americans in Oklahoma, you know, Missouri just shows more common sense, right? It's not a partisan. It's not even an issue. Like, I mean, how many things are partisan issues out there? I mean, besides everything, abortion, I think it's the only real one though. Right. Like you, know, you, you can I mean, politicize a ham sandwich. Damn right. Also indict a ham sandwich. So I'm excited. I, I would definitely go visit Missouri if they got recreational. And again, the tourism thing I was talking about, like, your state's going to get people from out of because America's beautiful. Like, there's so many good places uh, everywhere in Missouri I'd like to check out. Yep. Well, here's what it does adults 21 and older can buy up to three ounces of cannabis. Take that one ounce, Illinois. You can also grow up to six flowering plants, six Damn. immatures, and six clones. But you must get a registration card. However, they don't say that that registration card means that you have to be medical. The initiative would impose a 6% tax on recreational cannabis sales and use uh, revenues to uh, automatically expunge people with certain nonviolent offenses on the record. And remaining revenue goes to veterans health care, substance misuse treatment, and the state's public defender system. So take that being tough on crime while helping veterans and expungement. Mm. And then uh, Department of Health and Senior Services are going to regulate the program. And then they're going to issue at least 144 micro-business licenses. This is a salacious 250 plant with retail license through a lottery system, which means that the stuff that I sell, like these these types of business plan things, uh, and like how you're going to fund it is even more important because they're doing a lottery style. So any gambler that wants to play can play. 
Right. And then if they win, they're going to be like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? And so, uh, but the, it's a 250 plant micro license. So you really just 2 million bucks, you know, but right. then they're like, oh my God, $2 million. I'm like, $500,000. We'll finance the rest. We're like, oh my God, 500,000. Like, but that's, that's on your end. How much do you have, Fred? You know, seriously. <laughs> but see, again, Tom's referring from the perspective of business because he's actually going to deal with people who shell up that kind of dope. It's a micro business in right. Missouri. Come on. But as a consumer, right? I'm looking at the consumer side, thinking, oh, this would be a great place to visit. But I love that six plant and uh, uh, six clone uh, or six flowering and six immature to own, right? Because mm-hmm. I could grow enough for myself eventually. But I also. If they let the like craft market, right? If I could take that to a pot shop, get it tested first, right? Require testing before you get involved into the uh, the, the, the recreational market. And then if it tests good, then whatever clients they want to meet, then sell it like a pound to uh, a, a pot shop. That would be great side money, you know, for and a lot of like uh, opportunity for people to like create brands and shit. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Regulators could create rules about advertising, but not any more stringent than existing restrictions on alcohol advertising. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, of course, existing medical marijuana dispensaries first in line, obviously. Nice. Seed to sale makes sense. And then oh, opt out. Local opt out, which mm. goes back to our lead story of the day. The local opt-out increases the illicit market. So if those cities in Missouri really want to make sure there's no illegal cannabis sales in their community, they better not opt out. And not only do they not opt out, because you're, you're not only missing on the, uh, you're not having this illegal activity happen in your neighborhood, but also you're missing on this revenue, this revenue generator that's law-abiding, tax-abiding, that like someone's going to be obligated to pay you, and they will. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I I really am happy. I don't, I'm surprised I see a lot of no on it, and I don't know why. I don't. I mean, and it gives a lot of the the and consumer rights, and, and it's a lot of rights I don't even have in Washington State. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's one of these things with these micros. That's a nice license to have. It's. I mean, like I'll do the math on it to see what its top line is. But like my back of the napkin was already like maybe a million. I bet uh top line but that that's a real small uh craft business you if, know but if they're flipping the medical first right so the medical market that's there now is going to turn around and say okay boom I'm, I'm your recreational market you're still going to have a time period of like the market selling right first off the consumer figuring out who has the best products and then the market the people in who are the players in the medical side things adjusting to the consumers right because the medical market, I think, is probably the most stringent because it's the there there is it is medicine, and there's a lot of people who can't need properly flushed cannabis, need you know all the proper things done for growing for a consumable plant. But then you got people who will buy cigarettes, so like let those guys smoke the shitty nitrogen weed or whatever it this is. This is America. On July fourth, yeah. we will see who can eat as many hot dogs in ten minutes as is feasible, like humanly possible. And then that person will win. And and, and so far, it's been one guy. For like one what, guy. For four years? Yeah. He, he was like, put on this earth to do one thing. Gorge on hot dogs for 10 minutes at a time. He is, of course, American. But uh, we have another great news story out of America, by the way. Uh, also about being on the ballot. 
Arkansas Supreme Court puts marijuana amendment back on the November ballot. This came out on uh, September 22nd. This is out of tvtalkbusiness.net. So recreational marijuana use back on the November election ballot after the Arkansas Supreme Court on Thursday, September 22nd, overturned a state board of election commission's decisions to deny certification of a constitutional amendment. Now, this is a constitutional amendment to issue... uh, Issue four is named uh, legalized recreational marijuana for adults 21 and over. Hmm. And so it's it looks like they got a lot of signatures, far more than 193. Uh, they got more than 193 signatures, more than twice the wow. 89,151 signatures they needed. And again, election in November, win in November, November 8th. Don't forget. Now, it's it's interesting to see that the Arkansas Family Council President Jerry Cox in his mouth said in response to the ruling that voter approval of issue four will be a recipe for dis- disaster. And I apologize. Uh, Cox in his mouth was not his full name. It was just Cox. That's pretty good. That was pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but he, he goes on to pontificate on this. Uh, issue four specifically prohibits the state from requiring criminal background checks for certain marijuana business owners. It legalizes any and all products, chemicals, and deli- derivatives from the cannabis plant, blocks public officials from zoning marijuana businesses or restricting marijuana use, says Point Blake that the state and local government cannot place additional taxes on the marijuana. The amendment makes marijuana one of the le- least regulated industry in Arkansas. That is a recipe for disaster. Oh, no, the horror. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know what, though? I, honestly, though, uh, the fact that, I mean, great, this guy has a voice to America. You get a chance, you know, freedom of speech. But the fact that the it's being put, again, shit, I didn't see for Arkansas. Like, mm-hmm. wow, you're going to uh, go straight to, uh, uh, well, they just legalized medical, right? According to his article in 2016. Yeah. But so, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> 120 dispensary and just 12 growers. Wow. They'll learn fast yeah. that uh, supply and demand's definitely a thing. Well, and then 40 of those 120 will be selected by lotteries, so I can be able to help those 40 and maybe also the other ones. There's going to be a lot of politically connected people, and then, you know, it just comes down to money because those dispensaries, like $1.5 million each to stand up. And then the 12 grows. Gee, many flipping Christmas. What's the population? 3.5 million. And then um, usually like if there's 120 dispensaries, there's usually like 120 growers to support them. But it's got to be extremely corporate if those are those rules that they're going to be going with. Oh, yeah. But you know what's scary, though, too, with limited amount of stores and hopefully this is how law enforcement does not do things. Have you seen I think it's in Philadelphia, this guy that was this was years ago. Uh, there's a video out there on the Internet. The guy, the cop pulls this guy over for cutting him off or some bullshit and then goes, oh, I see you got weed. I want to take that, too. And like not even going to write a ticket, but taking the guy's like, I got a medical whatever. And the guy's like, is it in the container from the law abiding dispensary bullshit type thing? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no, but and, and hopefully that's not used against people. Right. Like this bullshit semantic about uh, numbers of stores. But what's going to happen is. They're going to see there's a flooded market out there of other growers who are not playing their 12 uh, grow rule and should expand their licenses instead of prosecute. Right. They should give, hey, you have a chance to be a part of this if you want. But that's, again, back to the first article. Why it enables the market. Yep. 
got there. Yep, yep. But we have a little bit of history, something that I've never heard of before, and it's out of high time. So let's go ahead and cover this one. Whoops. You did it. Oh, I never heard of the sing skill. Let's do this. High history, the evolution of dabbing. High Times have been reporting on this for years. And so uh, blow torches, hot knifing, hot knife. Where did the hot knife come from? Oh, my gosh. I, that was the first time that I ever dabbed was with a hot knife back in 2004 in Korea. Nice. So you heat the knife and then you put the, the hash on it. A dome well, nail. It doesn't have to be hash, too. It could be like that really good sticky weed. You ever get like those little nugs like that are so they use scissors to cut it because it was so sticky. So it was just improperly uh, dried and cured. Um, but yeah, it, it, and so like you you do it with sticky weed. I mean, like in theory, yeah. you can do it with anything because it's going to vaporize the, the THC. But then uh, the hot knife had to have been the first dab oh, yeah. product. But that's not a dab. Like we would have to probably go back to the 1970s with the those surfers, whatever they were called, that surfer cult that was the doing the... The sunshine, yeah. The yeah, LSD yeah. surfer cult that was doing the honey oil. Oh, that's would right. It in Afghanistan and then bring it back. Because then that's it's already like an oil kind of product. So you could, well, then aren't you vaping when you use the hot knife? You know? Well, dab, dab and, 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 and uh, concentrate should go hand in hand, right? So the hash kind of would be like a first, first early dabbing, right? But then you got the nail and dome, which is another one that comes, which I saw the other day and that was. It's just like the hot knife where I, I used to take a two liter. Is that what you did? You took a two liter, make the hot knife, and then put it underneath a, a cut two liter? No, no. We would take a, a kitchen element and like heat the kitchen element to heat the yes. knife and then a straw. And then like, you know, oh. you'd, you'd put the you'd put the hash, you know, you'd cut the hash and then because it would cut really, really quickly and then it would just start steaming. And then you would take the other hot knife and kind of like smash it together. Uh, and then that would just release all of it, and then you would inhale yeah. it through a straw. Uh, worked great, by the way. Hey, uh, this yeah. is something. This is a Hallmark holiday that uh, I don't think's real. Did you ever hear this? A tribute to psilocybin. Nine twenty is Magic Mushroom Day. I, I heard a little noise. I mean, there's been a lot of talk mostly lately about with the uh, psilocybin, uh, you know, uh, mushroom fungi. I love it. Why is 920? It was chosen because it's the beginning of autumn when mushrooms are most plentiful. Also representing a change in direction because it's so close to the equinox, plus also politics. It's usually 920 because politics. But there you go. Um, Magic Mushroom Day is now going to be a thing, and it's not even like uh, a really well-developed. Wait. Uh, but like, what's that? I got something for you. Check this out. So in October 1st, we're having a microdose sit-in in the fucking public out here in Seattle, Good. like like the town square area. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be like I'm going. I'm Vivian McPeak's gonna be there, okay. but uh, uh, like with speakers and whatnot. So we have like a town hall area where people like hang out and shit. And uh, uh, I am so looking forward to this, dude. Like I hope I get like little truffles. They're delicious and really good. You know. Cool. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? We should do a brand new bit. Talk to the audience. Uh, this is always death. And so uh, to end the show and to kind of interact with uh, the members, 
on the channel. Shout out to them. Thank you for supporting us and yeah, yes. the, the craziness that we do. I uh, filmed another YouTube and I even did a reel today. And then uh, it's we're in the process of developing a, a new office. So like I'll be moving here soon. But really? uh, now we can if you guys are members, we're going to answer your question. If you throw us a couple of shekels, also answer your questions. And so like if you had any questions about cannabis, it's legalities, the industry, whatever, uh, bring them to the end of the show. And then that's just another reason to hang out, you know? Yeah, oh, I love hanging out. You know, streaming is so weird. Like we're not like YouTubers, but yet we are because it's on YouTube. You know, it's mm -hmm. like very meta, but yeah, we're just streaming on multi-platforms and, and eventually going to get deleted on it one day and go on to another thing. I, you know, I'm not saying we want to, but because of the goddamn topic, you know, <laughs> there's no way around it. No way around it, man. But like, uh, if you got any questions, let us know. We'll hang out with you guys for a little bit, you know. TWP Popcorn says, what's popping? And uh, the answer to that is, thank you for being a member, TWP Popcorn. Uh, he's been popping around here for a minute. And mm -hmm. let's see, we got the other. We have no questions coming in. Which, what do you do today? Course, stinks. What's that? You got plans today? Do I have what today? Plans. Uh, I've already done all of my plans. Like The other thing that is a plan for me that I haven't gotten done is the presentation materials for the webinar again on Tuesday, how to fund your cannabis company. And so I, I, I'm using we're using Canva now. And so I'll uh, I'm on like 11. I have probably another 10 to do because after self-funding and, and I don't recommend most people can't do it. Then uh, there's debt markets and, of course, equity financing. And so predominantly, we're going to be talking about debt and equity financing and, and uh, also pitching the cannabis business plan uh, offering because that's really where it starts. I mean, like I can't figure out how much money you can conceivably make and what the share value would be until we have at least some pro forma financials of you know, operations for your cultivation or for your dispensing or for your extraction. So we know what your cash flow possibility is, you know. Hmm. I was asking about Utah. As far as I know, Utah is just medical and stillmate right now. I uh, have not heard squat coming out of Utah. When that happens, I'm sure we'll hear of it. So thank you, Kaylin, uh, for, or yeah, Kylene for ask, asking a question. Was he muted? No, I have no idea. So a little bit, I love that nobody, somebody noticed here because we've, so here we've been, you know, since Tom and I've been doing this and, and getting more noise, there's like certain YouTube accounts that keep popping up. Somebody noticed that, uh, 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 uh they're asking if the person with the long account name is a bot and like honest mm -hmm. question, I don't fucking know anymore. Perhaps like, bot or just somebody with ADD who can fucking do like one question set, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on at the time. Gifting is illegal. What state? Hmm. Oh, Illinois. Gifting in Illinois. No, I don't think you're allowed to gift in Illinois. And then these laws, they change all the time. And so it's not just enough to legalize it. Then you have to like stay on top of it and continue to amend the laws as it goes on. Um, how hard is it to get changed after they put it on the Missouri Constitution Amendment 3? After you put something and made it an amendment, it becomes real difficult to change. Yeah. Uh, real difficult. Constitution, so, right? It's like... Uh... It's in the yeah. It's an amendment to the Constitution, so it's in the Constitution. You have to stone. No, well, the the Volstead Act, or so like the 16th and 18th, or the 18th and 21st Amendment. So we prohibited alcohol. We said oops, and we unprohibited alcohol. And so that is our one example that we have of an amendment 
that then became another amendment, you know? Mm. And this is weird how we try and like, um, like you said, long ago, legalize morality, right? Like we're trying to like legislate morality. Legislate morality. Good That's people weird. don't do that. <laughs> so weird and dumb. And then it hurts. I, I think overall, like the um, supply chain issue where 56 uh, truckers failed P test just for a simple holiday weekend. Or wow. the fact that FBI is having issues with applicants, right? Like before I joined the service, I stopped smoking weed knowing that I won't be smoking weed for a while. And and that's the thing that you unfortunately have to consider when you make life choices. And, uh, you know, that's fucked up. I shouldn't have to, my, my, my fucking, uh, uh, what I, how I served would not have been affected. And if not, it maybe would have affected it better. I would have even stayed in longer. I could have retired in the military because I could smoke weed. But instead yep. I was like, I want to be like a citizen. I want to have fucking, you know, just not be judged by my weekend. That was all it. People would do cocaine and, and MDA and all the other bullshit that's out of your system in, in days. Yeah. I was like, I just want to smoke weed. But yet I can't. Well, you should have done something that's not as easy to test for. Seriously, though. Here, take this legal pill because you broke no. your leg, you know, or yeah. whatever. Here, get you addicted and then you'll start sucking dick for coke. Seriously, though. Yeah. There's like for weed. I have it. <laughs> Kylan's asking, do you the, think this is the classic one? Yeah. And then what's that? Did you, is this the one that you wanted to, is the yeah. question you saw come in? All right. Yeah. Kylene is asking, do you ever think it'll get federally legalized? If so, how far off do you think that'll be? So you're just talking about how it's been 10 years since they legalized it in uh, Washington state where Miggy is and then Colorado. Um, and it's still uh, fairly illegal, like completely illegal. Like, you know, censor your YouTube channel illegal. Uh, and as a result, it could be another 10 years before it's federally legal. Uh, it depends on how quickly the industry rolls out in new states. And so when a state like, you know, Arkansas is a good example, they're only going to have those 12 growers and they're going to have 120 dispensaries. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I th Tom, I think one of the questions we need to think about when we think about federal legalization, too, is what is federal legalization? And to me, it just means you can't go to jail for it. Right. Like. Fundamentally, it's not so much the regulations laid out out there. It's just the rules mean you can't put me in jail for the stupid ass tomato plant I got in the backyard or, 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 or for taking it across state lines. It's not an issue. But like the regulation will happen because when alcohol became legal, right, the, the market itself took, what, 15 years is what they say established. So even yeah. if it took 10 years from now to just be legal where I don't have to go to jail, Still be another goddamn fifteen before I go to like Seven Eleven and pick it up and next to the tobacco or whatever. I like to call it job security. Thank you so much, everybody, with the job security. Really do appreciate it. Don't forget to visit me over at collateralbase.com. Uh, we'll be helping you out. You know, we had another guy win a cannabis license in New Jersey this past week. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and then the New Mexico nice. ones are getting processed, and those will get stood up. And then the Illinois ones, like the Illinois ones are so expensive, we have to actually do capital raises for that and get them through underwriting, get them funds and loans. Uh, but then, like, that's going to be like, Arkansas stuff for that, uh, for those grows. And then like with a $1.5 million price tag and your average dispensary, that's even a mild capital raise. Most people don't even have that, or they have to get through underwriting for the loan and they might not have 500 large. And so they still have to do a small, uh, you know, less formal, maybe just a subscription agreement capital raise.
But again, these are ways that if you're willing to be invested with your time and energy, because you know people think you know it is the greed rush, the green rush, where it's like, all right, I got the money, I got the license, it's gonna happen. But you have to. It's a fucking plant. You're, first off, I really hope you have growing experience. I really have. I really hope you have an understanding of this goddamn plant. If that's your part of the market where you're at, because or if that's your part of like it's a team. So like if yeah, if your seat on the bench is growing the shit. Hopefully you know what you're doing. I think if the guy who's doing your taxes, hopefully they know what they're doing. The guy who's exactly. like, you know, putting together your your security is good. Hopefully they know what they're doing. Um, regulations, your QA person. Yep, yep. Or, or even if you're not the grow, what if you're the store? I hope you there's the store has regulations in itself, right? Each of these little layers, and that's why I understand sometimes the argument where they say, okay, we're going to make it horizontal, like we're trying to enable more people. But the same token, I've seen the, uh, uh, the the pure capitalist market where someone who was the grow open brick and mortar. You know, you you tend to advance in your life to do another thing when you started something really good, right? Like uh, 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 if I was really good at growing and I had it locked down, well, maybe I'll open the store now because this is now I want to be the outlet for my product that I've been pushing out, right? Like, and then you have to start figuring out like how to create relationships so you have more than one product because a store needs variety because if you just had your shit it's not going to be the you know like we can sell t-shirts but I better have a goddamn uh, variety of t-shirts for you to select from right <laughs> yeah we should sell t-shirts we still have t-shirts hey uh, we have so many different levels of membership and if you become uh, editor-in-chief here which I think is our top level of membership for $25 you can get that shirt that Miggy's wearing. And not just that one. You can get one just like it in case you don't want it to have been worn by Miggy before. Uh, but if you do want it to be worn by him, uh, he will have to mail it to you directly. And so then you can just DM us later. Uh, or you can head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, Actually, I prefer if you go over to our Facebook and then just message us on Facebook.com backslash free THC. Uh, we'll know because somebody would have thrown us 25 bucks. And we're like, uh-oh. We have to mail a shirt. Oh, yeah. No, and then, you know, the, the smell is extra, so I'll have to ten like a 10% surcharge on top of that. Surcharge. Or a book. You know, we also still have uh, these books. I bought some more of those a few years back. I don't promote them at all, but, you know, I do have them. It's a fun read, too. Like, that's how I, know, I got to know Tom. Tom was uh, his uh, uh, pen name, his nom de plume, was uh, Home Rogue, right? Home? Yeah, that's right. And uh, used to be how people typed. Still kind yeah. of is. Yeah. Home, really? Is that what the name home is? Home row, the home row, and it's the A S D F J K L semicolon. I didn't yeah. know the you didn't go to typing name. school. Nope. Yeah. I just thought it was another white dude's name. Nope. <laughs> but with that, let's wrap up this amazing episode of cannabis legalization news. It was a big week, and then this kind of ends up the month. Join us next month. We'll do a uh, federal cannabis legalization news for October 2021 roundup. Uh, hopefully we'll have a guest. If not, we'll see. If you guys want to be on a uh, cannabis legalization news, hit us up. Uh, go over to our uh, Instagram at cannabisindustrylawyer.com. We're getting in touch with us at uh, cannabis Facebook. Lawyer. Facebook works. You know, you can also email me at uh, Tom at Collateral Base. You can email Miggy, 420binary at gmail.com. Uh, and then you know, we'll get in touch. People email all the time. So like we do have some good guests coming on in um, October. And then we need to, who should we get as a guest? So if you guys want us to get somebody as a guest, let us know. And yeah. then uh, we'll get them on the show. 
So anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching, tuning in, and being a member. We'll be back next week with a whole another pile of cannabis legalization news. See you next week. Later. Oops, oops, oops.